Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A Cut Above with Tom Hoy is proudly sponsored by Mod Shoes. Smart shoes for smart people. Shop the latest range of men's and women's shoes and clothing over at modshoes.co.uk. From Manchester, England to Brooklyn, USA, you're listening to A Cut Above with me, Tom Hoy, right here on The Face Radio. Hello, I'm Tom Hoy and you're listening to A Cut Above, the Ivy Style Special. In this show, I'll dive into the world of Ivy League style and its timeless influence. Originating in the prestigious universities of the East Coast of America, Ivy League style has become synonymous with sophistication and class. But did you know its roots can be traced back to the influence of jazz musicians? Pioneers such as Duke Ellington and Miles Davis popularized the style with their sharp blazers, ties and loafers creating a look that was both classic and cool. But this style has gone beyond its original connotations and has become a staple in modern fashion, remaining relevant even today. With its clean lines, crisp collared shirts and tailored pants, Ivy League style has stood the test of time and continues to inspire designers and fashion enthusiasts alike. So whether you're a fan of the classics or enjoy putting your own spin on the fashion, this is a style that will always remain. I'm Tom Hoy and I'm your host this evening. Remember, I'm on Instagram at TomTheMod, on Twitter at TomTheModDJ, and over on Facebook, you can find my page, Tom Hoy. 
In this episode, I'm joined by my good friend and fellow lover of all things Ivy, Simon Parr, who you may remember from the Steve McQueen special. Simon is a sales agent and runs Heritage Brands, a supplier of some brilliant shops across the UK with many brands of the Ivy variety. It's a pleasure to welcome him back on. Welcome, Simon. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on uh, your show again. And uh, what a fantastic subject. Always love talking about that. And I haven't spoken to you for a while. So how was New York? I know you went to New York. Well, yeah, New York was amazing. I mean, like, you'd gone a couple of months before me and recommended so many different places, hadn't you? And um, yeah, I well, remember when I told you I was staying opposite the Rockefeller, you said, oh, well, as soon as you walk out, you're going to have Brooks Brothers and Jay Press there, uh, Jay Crew there. And then I got there and was like, oh, my God, I'm in Ivy Heaven. I'm, I'm on Ivy Street. But, yeah, what did you think of New York? Oh, I loved it. I mean, it was Joe's uh, 50th birthday present, so we went out there. I knew I'd like it, but you yeah. know, I didn't know much. I mean, everything about it was fantastic. So, yeah, we found all the shops. Uh, we did all the touristy things to start with. Uh, mm. So next time I think I'll do Soho and Greenwich Village and those kind of things. But, no, I loved it. What was your favourite tourist attraction you did when you were there? uh empire state i think yeah me too me too like i, I did the rock as well and i yeah. know everyone says go up the rock because you can you can see the empire state building that way but to be fair the empire state building that the view you got was even more incredible i thought and the history and when you're going up there it's great isn't it yeah inside it's, it's everything's art deco isn't it mm, yeah yeah amazing you know the architecture and everything but i did we did the rockefeller at night as well which was was really really good but yeah. uh yeah, that would have to be the highlight, really. And the thing that surprised me when I was there, I was thinking Ivy style is such a, it can be, I suppose. It, it's not necessarily a re, a, like a, you're looking back, it's like a retrospective style, isn't it? But in America, I was surprised that Baswegians and loafers were still very much part of the day-to-day -day dress of people just working in the office where it's just not the case here. I, I, I Did that, did you see that when you were there? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, there were a lot of shops that were doing that kind of style, which yeah. was, uh, and there was even a Uniqlo there. So um, mm. not as if they're, they're wearing old, you know, vintage pieces. They're actually wearing brand new Ivy style pieces that you can just walk into a shop in New York and buy. Yeah. So, you know, that's great. Really good. I found a fantastic uh, shoe shop and a, an amazing hat shop, you know, proper old school. Oh, like a Stetson one or something, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah really cool did you buy anything when you were over there yeah i went to uh uh j press no j crew j, j crew, crew. yep bought a few things there i did poke my nose into brooks brothers but sadly it was a bit out of my price yeah price. I, I i was just saying to you off air i spent a lot of like too much money on a sweatshirt a yale one but just because i was like j crew uh, j press you can't get over here can you and the, no i was a bit like I'll do it this once. It's not yeah. if it was here, it'd be dangerous, I think. But that so many cool shops around there. Did what did you did you buy anything when you were over there? Uh, just just um, a stripy jumper, a really crazy stripy jumper, and some. Nice. Uh, yeah, but there was there was so much there. We spent far too much money going out and eating. Yeah, so yeah. It feels like you walk down the street and that's ten dollars gone. Oh man, <laughs> and we were going crazy and tipping everybody. I know, yeah. you, but they, I think we were the only ones doing it. So we did go. <laughs> but um, so you're here to talk about Ivy style. And just to start yeah. things off, 
what first drew you to Ivy Style and what was, do you remember the first time you came across it and um, what were your initial thoughts? Um, well, I think I got into the the mod uh, scene sort of 79, 80, which was sort of Ivy. I mean, I wasn't aware of Ivy Style then, uh, but if you think about button-down shirts, Farrington's, you know, Levi jeans, Stay Press, it's sort of that look. Mm. Uh, and then it was later on, I suppose, uh, when I worked for Barracuda, I went to John Simons, uh, and then I, I started. I was aware of you know Ivy League then. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I suppose that would that would have been when I first became aware of it. Whoa, 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 whoa! Simons threw us straight into some history already. Now he mentioned John Simons and Barracuda there, and before we go on. Here's a brief little bit of history. With a career spanning over six decades, John Simon's contribution to British menswear remains unparalleled. Beginning his career as a window dresser for the illustrious Cecil G in 1955, John soon graduated to trading independently from market stalls across London before eventually opening the Ivy Shop, the first of several stores in 1964. John Simons is held by those in the know as the definitive voice of Ivy Style in the UK. Since 2011, the John Simons storefront has been situated in the heart of Marlebone at number 46 Chilton Street. It's well worth a visit. Whilst the commitment to mid-century American style remains, the focus is firmly on the present, a fact which is reflected in a choice selection of products from artisan Japanese denim to premium French workwear. I've got a number of pieces from John Simons, but a firm favourite of mine is the Ivy Cord shirt in navy, which is still available on their website. It goes with just about anything. Jeans, chinos, loafers, and of course, my all-time favourite, the Barracuda, which John Simons actually has a rather cool connection to. Introduced in 1937, the iconic G9 was the first of its kind. It was created by the Miller Brothers after seeing a gap in the market for golf jackets. You can recognise a G9 by its ribbed hem and cuffs, as well as its Fraser tartan lining and umbrella yoke on the back. It's become one of the most iconic jackets ever made. The original Harrington, now I'm getting back to John Simons now, the original Harrington jacket is Barracuda's G9 jacket. The name dates back to 1964 when actor Ryan O'Neill, who played Rodney Harrington on the sitcom Peyton Place, wore the Barracuda G9 in almost every episode. John Simon started stocking this jacket in his Ivy shop in London and advertised the jacket as the Rodney Harrington jacket. The name Harrington stuck and the rest is history. He created the name we know today. Anyway, sorry Simon. And you're obviously wearing a John Simon shirt now, a very nice John, John Simon shirt. Where yes. were you? What shops were you going to, to to find stuff like that or was it kind of just anywhere you could find them? back in the day um well i think you know now uniglo i mean they you can buy stuff from there um obviously john simons uh there's quite a few places that do the ivy look you mm. know uh the three button sorry the uh three finger button down shirt with a locker loop because all, all the details have to be there i think before it's difficult to find uh you know yeah. german were doing it brutus were doing it but i mean i certainly couldn't afford Brooks Brothers or J Press, uh, you know, when I was younger. So I would have been wearing Ben Sherman or Brutus, which is is very similar. Yeah. And I suppose them sometimes have a bit of a they're a British take on that American style, aren't they? Like the fits in America are obviously a lot more relaxed. 
I mean, that's something we were talking about before, wasn't it? Uh, just before we came on, the fit of uh, Ivy shirts. Like once I've now that I've kind of worn that fit, I don't think I could ever go back to wearing a slim fit shirt again. Just the the comfort, the the ease to it is just. I don't know. Why would you wear a slim fit shirt after you've worn the exactly. nice baggy one? I think that, that that's the whole point of it. It was all very relaxed, wasn't it? Even even the suits were called sack suits. They took yeah. all the they took all the structure out of the the jackets, and the shirts were baggier, and the the Harringtons were baggier. Uh, so it's a lot easier look uh, if you look at the old pictures. Um, whereas now, I think um, you know it's a lot slimmer. Everything's really slim. You see some of these guys that go down the gym and then they wear spray on shirts, yeah, you know? spray on but, jeans and stuff. Am I my yeah? No. Why? Like, no one wants to see your calves, no matter how kind of yeah. muscly they are no one's interested yeah, I know, but it's um i mean we we talked about this before the sort of nerdy hollywood kind of look yeah uh, you look at woody allen i mean his classic example of of nerd hollywood yeah. but he's so cool and wears some really cool cool outfits but but they're very very relaxed I'm glad Simon mentioned Woody Allen because one of the best Ivy looks in a film and one of my favourite films is, of course, Manhattan. And we both just recently went to New York, so it only seems right. Here's Rhapsody in Blue by George Gershwin as featured in Manhattan.
I'm Tom Hoy and you're listening to A Cut Above right here on The Face Radio and it's an Ivy style special and I'm joined by my special guest this evening, Simon Parr of Heritage Brands. Remember, you can give me a follow on Instagram at TomTheMod, on Twitter at TomTheModDJ and you can also find me on Facebook, my Facebook page, Tom Hoy and also some Ivy news. Um, I've opened up a sister Instagram page called Easy on the Ivy, which is a mood board of Ivy images, which I would love for you to go and have a follow. Um, I put up pictures on there that kind of inspira- are inspiration for me for outfits and just pictures I like, really. So why not go and check it out? That's Easy on the Ivy. Anyway, back to me and Simon. Something about Ivy style that I like is how it incorporates other styles as well, like Obviously, the students in the later 60s and in the mid-60s were wearing kind of bits of surplus from Vietnam. And what I like about Woody Allen was when you see him in like a a really nice button-down shirt, but he's thrown like a jungle jacket on top. And they kind of clash, but it just looks proper cool. I think he does it really cool. Yeah, yeah, I think there's you can mix a lot. I mean, sweatshirts, obviously, they used to wear sweatshirts uh, for for gym and Converse and and, uh, Jack Parcells and, and jeans. You know, there are lots of lots of different items of clothing and different styles that that are ivy you know yeah uh, all mixes together and um i know before you came on last night you tagged me in a story of you reading all your different books on ivy just in preparation <laughs> and well, just as you caught me out i thought i better do my homework uh, <laughs> somebody i out. mean there's so many great books on ivy style isn't there what are your some of your favorites well i managed to get a, a copy of take ivy which the original copy is worth an absolute fortune, but yeah, they yeah. they reprinted it, so I got that. My favourite is the the Ivy Look by uh, Graham Marsh. Yeah, uh, it's like a little pocketbook. It's it's absolutely brilliant. And then the Hollywood and the Ivy, uh, funny enough, again by Graham Marsh. And then the the new one that's just come out, which is Black Ivy by yeah. Jason and Graham Marsh. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're fantastic books, and and I can sit and look through those all night and think, oh, I could wear that. I yeah, could. that's it, isn't it? I I often yeah. do that as well. You see those pictures, and you think tomorrow, I am going to look or attempt to try and look as cool as that person in that picture. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Who are some? It, do you have some hot like uh, Ivy icons that you think of that picture wise? You look at like a musician or anyone like that that you think they're yeah. one of my favourite kind of yeah, pieces just of ten, Ivy style. Turning my page here, looking at my, <laughs> my I mean. I know I've said it before, you know, it has to be Steve McQueen in the, uh, you know, he's just so cool. Paul Newman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Redford. Mm-hmm. Even Anthony Perkins. Uh, again, Woody Allen, I said that. Sidney Poitier. I yeah. mean, there are so many 60s uh, film stars. Yeah. Look really cool. And then when you get on to like jazz musicians, uh, you, you've got obviously Miles Davis. But yeah, you know yeah. the jazz, jazz musicians in the um, in the sixties that they they look really cool as well. And I think that's where a lot of the inspiration came from. I've spoke about this in the jazz episode of A Cut Above, but something I find very interesting is the fact that because it was all an aspirational look, jazz musicians were touring uh, the United States and picking up clothes at all these different shops. What a time to be alive if you're a musician! You're playing all these cool colleges. Uh, and just shopping that that sounds like an absolute dream to me 
And a few of the brands they would have been buying would have been Basswegian, Brooks Brothers, and just places kind of only the elite should have been shopping at, really. The three big ones for me are J-Press, Basswegian, and Brooks Brothers, of course. So as I said, I recently visited J-Press in Manhattan, and I went in the shop, and I fell in love. It's so cool. The people in there dressed amazingly. Um, I know this obviously goes out in Brooklyn, so if you are local to New York, um, I mean, I'm telling you, you live there, around the corner from Grand Central, the J-Press shop, and the new Pennant shop that's just opened. It's a fantastic, well worth a visit. I just got a Yale sweatshirt from there. Um, and the quality is amazing. So, J Press uh, was founded in New Haven in 1902. Um, originally a men's clothing store, it expanded to both men's and women's clothing. The brand gained popularity in the 50s and 60s when Ivy League became fashionable on college campuses, of course. And today, J Press has several store locations and is recognized as a symbol of classic American style. And it's a shame it doesn't have shops here because I would be in them all the time. Now, there are some brands you can get here and a brand I wear every single day, more or less, is a Basswegian loafer. And they were founded in 1876 in Maine. And in 1936, they created the Basswegian Penny Loafer, which is the kind of the most kind of obvious or not obvious, the most... Uh, the most famous shoe, I guess I'm trying to say. A shoe inspired by the Norwegian moccasin design. The shoe's name comes from the idea of a penny being inserted into the diamond-shaped cutout on the front of the shoe. The Norwegian gained popularity in the 1950s and 60s with the jazz musicians and the Ivy Leaguers at the colleges, of course. And over the years, the Norwegian has been worn by countless celebrities, politicians and even royalty. Today, it remains a classic and versatile shoe in men's and women's fashion. Jazz musicians obviously adopted this look and they became the look. They took it to a new level and put it in popular culture. It was no longer just for the elite. If you wanted to be aspirational, Ivy League was the look for you. And one of those people that embodied the look was, of course, Thelonious Monk. And we're going to hear a record by him now. And it is, of course, Monk's Dream. Thank you. 
Take 8 by Thelonious Monk. You're listening to A Cut Above right here on The Face Radio with me, Tom Hoy, with my special guest, Simon Parr, and we're chatting things Ivy style. But just a quick word from our sponsor, Mod Shoes, where you can buy lots of clothes under the Ivy persuasion, lots of beautiful loafers, madras shirts, and more. Head on over to modshoes.co.uk to shop the range. This might maybe a difficult one, but would you say Ivy Styles a look that is brands are important, or would you say kind of it's not too important about brands, it's more about the look? Because I know you've got like Brooks Brothers, you've got uh, kind of Basswegian. Would you say they're really important, or do you reckon any brand whatsoever, as long as you look the part? Um, very good question. I think uh, I think if you're going to be a purist, I think mm. you've got to uh, you know Brooks Brothers Arrow shirts. Uh, Barracuda, McGregor, you know, all of these, uh, Basswegians, Sperry, mm. you know, all of these iconic brands. I think if you, you know, but nowadays you can go to John Simons, you can go to Uniqlo, you can go to Ralph Lauren, yeah. uh, Tom Brown. They're, they're all doing that Ivy look. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you could you could go to H&M and you might find something that looks Ivy from H&M, which isn't, isn't that expensive for, you know, there's there's a lot of shops out there doing very Ivy kind of looks. Yeah. And I mean, particularly over here in the UK, we're having such a resurgence at the moment, aren't we? I, we, we were saying there's like so many more kind of young people adopting the look. 
and, mm. and people either that are into style already that kind of evolve that way. Why do you think that is? Why do you think it's possibly stood the test of time rather than kind of other looks on other subcultures? Well, I think it's a, it's a real classic look. I think, yeah. you know, you walk down the street, certainly as a, a man of a certain age, I think when you get to, you know, your later years, you don't want to dress like a punk or a new romantic. <laughs> no. or, you know, perhaps you do, or a goth or whatever. You You can adopt the ivy look. Yeah. Uh, look really stylish you know it's very understated and I think a lot of the young guys they're probably looking at what's happening at the moment and thinking well there isn't really any kind of fashion trend you know I don't want to wear a hoodie or a tracksuit yeah or, you know I want to wear something different and, and a lot of them are picking up on this this Ivy Ivy League style so which which is great I love to see it I mean I go to the classic car boot sale and you know, go to these these events and you see these young guys and they look so cool. Mm. You know, they just got it off. It's brilliant. When you're doing your day job and you're selling to these like to your stockists and uh, shops around the UK, are, are they aware of Ivy Style? Do you think, or are there many people that are aware of it, or is it more the customers that are buying from them that are kind of I tuned th- in with it? I think they are to a certain degree. I think that they're definitely uh, aware of the mod style yeah. and. In head style and the suede head style and the uh you know the casual style uh when it comes to to the ivy it's not so much mainstream i don't think yeah. uh, i think there's a lot of mods who are going to the ivy look now uh but it's, it's still quite a niche look i think and if it's done well you know yeah. it i mean it's not cheap if you look at Originally, it was the universities in in America, so these guys would have had to have money to attend the universities. So, and it wasn't cheap to buy Brooks Brothers and Van Heusen and Arai shirts. Yeah. And now, if if you're looking at Ralph Lauren or Tom Brown or or whoever, you know, it's it's not cheap. I mean, you can get the look from other brands, but yeah. if you uh, a proper Ivy Leaguer, you know. Yeah. So, so people that may be getting into it in the UK then. And maybe they're just getting into the look. They they're not quite sure what Ivy is. What shops, uh, UK base, would you uh, recommend? Well, obviously, um, if Chilton Street's a fantastic place in London, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everybody lives in London, but they can uh, they can visit it because yeah. you've got Frank Grey Flannel, John Simon, Bryceland's open there. You know, there's so many really cool independent stores down there. Yeah. Uh, but you can also get the the look from other uh, independent stores as well, who are who are stocking Barracuda, you know, um, to a certain degree Ben Sherman, you know, they do the button down shirts. They probably argue they're not like the old, you know, three mm. things. Uh, so that there are if you shop in independent stores, I don't think you'll find it in the multiples. You'd need no. to really. And then go online, you know, you just, these days, you just Google Ivy League look and it will pop up. Yeah, Where, yeah. Or, you know, we never had that. You know, you'd have to find these shops and almost keep it a secret where you found them. It's funny now, isn't it? Like mentioning modern shops and that. I think I went in for the first time the other day just to cut through a Next and walking through the menswear. I know Next has always been quite classic, but there's some things in there that you think, God, I'd wear that. That's kind of like a very Ivy style, kind of like a cardigan or they do shirts, but 
a lot of brands are going back to that look, aren't they? And going back to classics. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I used to work at Next in 1989 and uh, I bought a Next directory the other day on eBay and had a look at, uh, it was 1990. And it was so cool. They did their version of a Bass Region loafer. Mm. Uh, you know, they were doing lovely button-down Oxford shirts, Shetland knitwear, wow. free jackets, uh, pleated chinos, you know, and I looked at it and thought, God, when I used to work there, you know, they did some really, really good stuff and really good quality. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, and even Marks and Spencers, you know, I think every now and again you can go in there, their white T-shirts are brilliant. Definitely, yeah. and the knitwear as well. I think that, yeah, yeah, they often get overlooked, but I think they're a good staple. Yeah, I mean, you could get a, a sort of John Smedley type uh, piece of knitwear from there. Uh, you know, really good quality, good styling. Yeah. So, yeah, because it is quite conservative. It's not, you know, it, it's the kind of thing that John Lewis and Marks and Spencers would do. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite a conservative look. My love must be a kind of blind love. I can't see anyone but you.
The Flamingos with I Only Have Eyes For You. You're listening to A Cut Above right here on The Face Radio for this Ivy League special with me, Tom Hoy, and my guest, Simon Parr of Heritage Brands. Now, a brand we keep mentioning, so I better give a bit of history about it, is Brooks Brothers. Brooks Brothers was founded in 1818 by Henry Sands Brooks in New York City. It became the first ready-to-wear fashion emporium in America and has since been a leading clothing retailer worldwide. Over the years, many of America's finest dresses have donned Brooks Brothers suits, including Presidents Abraham Lincoln, Theodore Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt and John F. Kennedy, an Ivy God. Brooks Brothers has played a significant role in shaping the iconic American style with its classic and timeless designs. Today, the company continues to be a symbol of quality and craftsmanship, offering a range of products for both men and women. I have to admit, I did go into Brooks Brothers when I was in Manhattan. It was across the road from my hotel. I went in and I didn't get anything, and I kind of wish I did. There was a lovely three-finger collar roll seersucker shirt that would have been fantastic for summer. If you're in New York, you should go and get one. Tell them I sent you. They won't have a clue who I am, but go for it. Going back to films now, and there's one I really, really, really have to mention, and it is, of course, The Graduate, which is amazing for Ivy Style. Released in 1967, the movie follows Benjamin Braddock, played by Dustin Hoffman, a recent college graduate who is lost and uncertain about his future. He becomes romantically involved with Mrs. Robinson, an older woman and friend of his parents, but eventually falls for her daughter Elaine. As he tries to pursue a relationship with Elaine, he is faced with the disapproval of her parents and lingering feelings for Mrs. Robinson. The film explores themes of love, social expectations and turmoil of growing up in the 1960s. While the film's iconic soundtrack and themes of rebellion are often discussed, the clothing style within it is often overlooked. Ivy style emphasised a preppy and classic fashion sense, featuring pieces like blazers, button-down shirts and loafers, the Graduate exemplifies this style with its crisp and timeless wardrobe that still feels fresh and fashionable today. We all know that picture of Dustin Hoffman wearing the Seersucker blazer, well this is the film it's from. Also, a couple of more Ivy legends, Simon and Garfunkel were commissioned to produce the soundtrack for the iconic movie. Initially, the duo was hesitant about participating, but they eventually agreed and spent six weeks creating and recording the songs. They incorporated a mix of previously released and new tracks, including Mrs. Robinson, which became a hit. The soundtrack success helped to further propel Simon and Garfunkel's career, and it remains a beloved and influential album in popular music history.
probably in quite a good point in Ivy at the moment aren't we like we said just before coming on that um, the independent shops are doing quite well at the moment because all these bigger brands think that I don't know closing down competition and all the rest of it is a good thing but I guess it's not is it and these independent shops people are going to them uh, I mean you must see that in your job like uh, oh, working with these independents Definitely. I think the, now's the time for the independent store. I think it, it had something to do with COVID because people were shopping locally. They're going to the butchers, the bakers, yeah. and the local menswear shop where they probably weren't before. Perhaps they were going to Blue Water or Lakeside or Vista Village or, you know, uh, so lockdown, you know, almost forced them to, to look at their own high street. Yeah. Uh, also, the independents are, are offering something different. They're offering good customer service. The product is really different. Yeah. Uh, and going to multiple, if you can find a member of staff, which is really, really hard. Um, 
you know, uh, you don't get the service. The product is, it just looks all the same, you know, yeah, just yeah, yeah. very boring. So, I And think they know it, your face as well, don't they? If you go into an independent, they know who you are, they can have a chat with yeah. them and you're just not going to get that, are you, in a, a, a big H&M or something like that? No, I mean, I went to Brighton the other day to visit some accounts and I could have visited quite a few more, but I just spent all day talking, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to the guys in the shop and then the customers walked in and you start talking to the customers and, you know, before you know where you are, you spent an hour in there and then you go to the next mm. one. It's the same again. So it's nice. It's a nice, nice atmosphere. It's, it's very friendly. You know, you, you want to shop there. You want to spend your money there. Um, yeah. And then they they understand you know the kind of things that you're into your music and your yeah. clothes, your shoes and you know I don't think you get that uh, anywhere else. Are there I any think, standout accounts that you have that you think really do the Ivy look well? Uh, I, I don't. If to be honest, I single out one customer. <laughs> you never mentioned me. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's lots of great accounts out there, lots of great independent I mean, stores. the nature of Heritage Brands, I guess all of your accounts are going to accommodate that look pretty well, aren't you, because of what you're kind of yeah, selling, I mean, aren't you? When I started uh, as an agent, so as an agent, you're self-employed and you can um, do other brands, whereas a, a rep, you're just doing one brand. And I wanted to do brands that all set nicely together. Yeah. So, um if my buyers get it, then fantastic, and they buy from me. If it's not for them, then you know that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I, I try to. I think if I'm selling a brand, I've got to believe in it. Uh, you know, I get offered brands all the time, and I think if if my heart's not in it, then you know, uh, it's, there's no point. Uh, so I hope when customers come into my showroom and, and look at what I've got, you know, they're like, and they they get it and they like it, and you know, you can buy the whole look. Yeah. It's like that thing. I don't know if you've ever had it on Instagram where if you've put up a picture and you're maybe wearing something, you'll get one of these fake accounts comment and say, I want you to wear this jewelry. And you think, well, aside from it being a scam, what have you seen on my profile that you think I am into? Diamante? I, <laughs> I, I get this and get it all the time. And you think, what, what are you talking about? You know, how often does it work? Yeah. yeah. Exactly, you know, ridiculous. Or you, we've targeted you. You've got eight hundred pounds or something. Or yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, but, Instagram for me. When I was younger, we had men's magazines like GQ for him, uh, Esquire. Uh, where now I think people are getting inspiration from Inst- Instagram and Pinterest. Yeah, where you can, uh, if you're getting into the Ivy style you can, you know, go on there and, and get some fantastic ideas, you know. Yeah. And you think, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to look like that guy. And, you know, you can buy the look. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't remember what the name of the magazine was. It, it was down to you that I got into it because you sent me... Touch or Men's men's File. It might be Men's File. Yeah, I think it was. You sent me a link on eBay to the Ivy edition they did. Yeah. And since getting that, there's a there's a shop just down the road that I found that does it, and I've got one from there, but... That's a great magazine for just, even if you're not necessarily interested in it all, you're just looking at kind of heritage menswear and learning all these different brands, aren't you? But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, um, I mean, you got me onto Amatora, which yeah, is, uh, wow, yeah, that's but, great. But, uh, the Japanese, how they were influenced by the American style hmm. uh, in the early '60s, where they had tribes of Japanese young Japanese guys all dressed in ivy, yeah. And the, 
the police couldn't work out what the hell was going on. They're all hanging <laughs> in corners and they had to break them up. But again, the Japanese, they, they're obsessed with Ivy League. Yeah. You know, they do it so well. And I, I follow quite a few uh, Japanese guys, older guys as well. Mm. And they're just so cool. And they put things together and you think, oh, right, you know, like the cricket jumper. Yeah, and, yeah. And then a, a camouflage jacket. And you think, wow, you know, that looks really cool. No, they do look really cool in them, but I feel like because their love of just details and they they there's no kind of getting it half ass done. They get it perfect, oh, no. don't they? That everything yeah. is done immaculately. I went, I went to dinner with some uh, Japanese guys who were at a trade show, and they were telling me they said it's called nerding out. I mean, if, if we're into something, we're into it. Really whether, into it. Whether we're collecting sneakers or jeans or whatever it is, yeah. we're you know, to, to the nth degree. Yeah. That's <laughs> the next big place on my list to go. Hopefully next yeah. year, Tokyo. I think that's another place. I think I'd just fall in love and oh, totally. want to buy lots. But yeah. Perhaps we should go together, Tom. Well, that would be good. We'll take lots of money and lots of big empty suitcase and fill her up. But <laughs> that'd be good. Don't want to get out there. Everyone will know who we are anyway. So. That's true. That's true. We might not be able to get off the plane. We'll get swamped. But yeah. <laughs> So a moment ago, me and Simon were talking about books just before we went on to Japan there. And one we didn't mention, but it is my favourite one, and I think we did mention it early on in the episode, was Black Ivy. So Black Ivy, a revolt in style, charts a period in American history when black men across the country adopted the clothing of a privileged elite and made it their own. From the most avant-garde jazz musicians, visual arts and poets, to the most unassuming architects, philosophers and writers, Black Ivy looks at how a generation of men took the classic Ivy look and made it cool, edgy and unpredictable in ways that continue to influence today's modern menswear. Here you'll see some famous, infamous and not so famous figures in black culture and how they reinvented Ivy and prep fashion. It really is a must-have book. Now I sound like I'm sponsored by them, I'm really not, I'm just a massive fan. Um, It's really a must-have book for anyone into Ivy style or just social history really. It really shows, it tells the story of kind of racial inequality in America at the time. Uh, There's lots of people in there like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. um, And you kind of realise and understand why uh, black people at the time in America adopted um, Ivy style. And it, yeah, amazing book. Really suggest you go and buy a copy. Graham Marsh and the uber cool Jason Jules. Um, If you don't know him... We should go on Instagram and look up Jason Jules. He is the man when it comes to Ivy style and a very cool guy and a very dapper dresser. I sift through that book lots and uh, it's a favourite on my coffee table. The pictures in it are absolutely beautiful and you will leave it feeling inspired in what to wear. If not just inspired about history altogether, but amazing book. Check it out. Also, it's the obvious one, but if you haven't got a copy of Take Ivy absolutely just do it um the pictures in that book really take you back to the time uh, you see the uh, kind of the college students in america of that time just wearing ivy league clothes but they're obviously they don't realize that what they're wearing is part of a really fashionable movement and years later the people like me reading that book wanting to look exactly like them i mean for me it's everything about it down to like the glasses they're wearing they just look fantastic 
If you've just tuned in and you have no idea what you're listening to, you are, of course, listening to A Cut Above with me, Tom Hoy, right here on The Face Radio. And my special guest this evening is Simon Parr of Heritage Brands, who will be back again shortly. We're talking all things Ivy Style for this Ivy Style special. But right now, though, we're going to have a musical break, play a couple of tracks for you. And the first one is Etta James with the brilliant Stormy Weather. There's no sun up in the sky Stormy weather Since my man and I ain't together Keeps raining all of the time Oh yeah, life is bad Stormy weather, stormy weather And I just can't get my poor self together Oh, I'm weary all of the time The time So weary all of the time When he went away, the blues walked in and met me. Oh, yeah, if he stays away, old rocking chair is gonna get me. All I do is pray the Lord will let me walk in the sun. Since my man and I, me and my daddy ain't together. Keeps raining all of the time. Oh, oh, keeps raining all of the time. Saying 
Springfield with the look of love. I'm Tom Hoy and you're listening to A Cut Above right here on The Face Radio for this Ivy League special. <clears throat> Remember, I am on Instagram at TomTheMod, on Twitter at TomTheModDJ and you can find my Facebook page which you can give a like and it's called Tom Hoy, which is the same name as me. Well, I think if we're talking Ivy style... A really interesting point is what... I don't know if it's a British coin phrase or if they actually use it in America. 
Uh, I'm guessing they do. It's West Coast Ivy. In fact, John Simons himself could have coined it. But yes, West Coast Ivy, which I think is a very um, interesting term. I've even had someone ask me before, what the hell are you on about of West Coast Ivy when all the colleges are on the East Coast? Now, West Coast Ivy was the um, like the Hollywood actors when they adopted Ivy style, and obviously they're in a hotter climate in LA, um, and how they wore it and how they evolved it. Um, but it, yeah, of course, it wasn't just the actors, it was also the musicians. And a perfect example of a band that did that, that took Ivy Style and created it their own way, was the Beach Boys. Um, They were known, of course, earlier on for their smarter kind of look. Um, Obviously, the late 60s, they went on and their hair grew longer and uh, they looked a lot more relaxed in what they were wearing. But early on, what they were wearing uh, could be deemed, I would say, as West Coast Ivy. Um, And I'm going to play a track by them now. And it's one I particularly love. It's called In My Room. If we're talking Ivy style, we we have to talk about films, and I know we like our films. But for you, what are your standout films in terms of Ivy style, whether good or bad? What what springs to mind? Um, one of my favourite ones, which I I found by accident, it was one of these. I think it was a Sunday afternoon, BBC Two, and this black and white film came on. It was called Paris Blue, right? With okay. the, yeah, with Paul Newman, I think one of his very first ones. And it was about these two jazz uh, guys in, in the 60s, but they're so ivy that, you know, the clothes that they wear. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant, you know. Oh, I haven't seen that. That sounds right yeah. up the street. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. 
definitely get that one. It's a great, great film. Uh, La Dolce Vita. Yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, it's all in Italian, but even so, yeah. it's fantastic. You know, I think that's where Paparazzi came from, uh, the name. Yeah. yeah. One of the characters was uh, Paparazzo or someone. Uh, Breathless. I won't, right. I won't try and pronounce the actual <laughs> But again, that's a really cool one. And for me, talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah, definitely. I think that that's a great, great film. Very Ivy League. If you look at um, the two of them, you know, uh, one's really conservative, very Ivy League, and then the other one's very flash. Mm. Uh, I mean, someone we should mention, Scott Fraser Simpson, and he's made a few of the nits and pieces from that film. Yeah, Yeah, I was saying fantastic. He's, he's doing really well. I mean, he's recreated the Goodfellows, mm. if you can, the uh, talented Mr. Ripley. But I think he's actually found the original pieces. So he's actually yeah. found the original pieces and reproduced them exactly how they would have been. Yeah, that's um, amazing. Brilliant. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, speaking of Catch Me If You Can, I watched that on the plane over to New York. That was, you know, you get the plane, the films yeah. on the plane. That was on there, and I watched that, and I forgot how good the style is in that film. It's amazing. I absolutely love it. What a brilliant film. That um, orange and cream. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, it's just so cool. It's like one of those two-piece, but it's actually a one-piece, like a short-sleeve cardigan with a... Yeah. Yeah, great. I love I mean, that. We were talking earlier on about Mad Men as well. Yeah, yeah. I've watched that. And the clothes in there, I mean, the attention to detail and the budget, you know, they said, oh, we're going to make a program. It's going to be called Mad Men. Okay. Right. Your yeah. budget, a hundred million for the clothes, you know, yeah. it's something ridiculous because the clothes. I mean, like each episode is a film really. And it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And he's, he's uh, my favorite one was where he's building like a Wendy house in the garden. Yes. Yes. And he's got like past regions on chinos. Yeah. And he's, building a Wendy house and he looks so cool with a can of beer. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, yeah, like he's got a really cool like knit on, hasn't he? And it looks like he's not yeah. even thinking about it. He don't care. He's just bloke at home doing yeah, chores yeah. around the house. But yeah, now you think if that was today, he'd be in a pair of sports direct <laughs> jogging bottoms, a hoodie. Uh, yeah, it just wouldn't look the same. Uh, but yeah, no, he does look proper cool uh, in that. And even his sunglasses, I had to Google his sunglasses because obviously he was in the military. Yeah. And if you they're actual ex-military sunglasses, I think oh, there's really? a, a scene of him out in New York and he, he puts his sunglasses on and has his cigarette. And I just yeah. thought, oh, I want a pair of them. 
That's uh, amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Someone put me onto a while back. There was um, uh, an auction house that was selling props. Actually, not that much money. I didn't get any, but um, someone I know bought one of Don Draper's dinner jackets. No, really? <laughs> That's crazy, yeah. Uh, like one he actually wore in one of the scenes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd have loved to have got on that, even if it was to buy something really small from there, just to figure yeah. out you've got a piece from the series. Yeah. That would have been great. Film drenched in ivy style, La Dolce Vita, the theme tune there, composed by Nino Rota. You're listening to a cut above with me, Tom Hoy, for this Ivy League special. And now another record, and it's a brilliant one that I particularly love. It's a bit of 50s jazz, and it is Buddy Bregman with Wild Party. Thank you. 
obvious person to mention when we're talking about Ivy Style is, of course, Miles Davis, and the picture that most people talk about when it comes to Miles Davis and Miles um, and Ivy Style is Milestones, which is not only the cover for Milestones but also the cover image for Black Ivy, which I mentioned earlier. Um, he's wearing the fantastic green button-down shirt against the orange background. The contrast of colours is fantastic. And, I mean, it's just synonymous with Ivy Style, that image, isn't it? You don't even need me to explain it to you. You know exactly what I'm talking about, I'm sure. It's so famous, and everyone's tried to recreate that shirt. But no one will ever look as good as Miles Davis does in it. When Simon mentioned Mad Men, then, um, I was trying to... When I was selecting all the tracks I was going to play for the show, I had a bit of a link with Miles Davis and Mad Men. Um, I, I've been recently listening to loads, or I always listen to lots of Miles Davis, but an album I sometimes don't, I don't often play, but at the minute I've been playing it lots, is uh, Sketches of Spain. Um, and there is a Mad Men episode where one of Don Draper's affairs, um, who lives in the village in New York, um, their plan for their afternoon is to get high and listen to Miles and the album they put on is Sketches of Spain and it is of course the opening track and the very famous Concerto de Orange which I'm going to play now
Concerto de Anjouet from Miles Davis's Sketches of Spain, arranged by Gil Evans. Well, that's a track you have to play in its entirety, so apologies um, if you're not a fan of Miles Davis. But he is an Ivy Style legend, and you are, of course, listening to a cut above the Ivy Style special with me, Tom Hoy, and my guest this evening, Simon Parr, right here on The Face Radio. If you're local to the UK and you're not in America, remember there are lots of places you can go and buy some fantastic bits of Ivy League-style clothing. One I I say recently discovered was maybe last year in uh, Leeds. And if you're not familiar with England, Leeds is kind of halfway between Manchester and Sheffield. And if you're still not familiar with them, it, I mean, it's about an hour away from Manchester, which is long for people in the UK to drive. But if you're in America, I mean, that's not long at all. You're used to driving for eight hours aren't you? So, you know, we just like to moan. But, yeah, there's a great shop in Leeds called All Blues Co., which is actually named after, of course, one of Miles Davis's tracks. But it's a really cool shop. And the guy in there completely knows what he's talking about. Um, and what I really like, on all the tables, they've got Ivy League books open up, uh, opened up um, next to items of clothing that you can see exactly where designers have took the inspiration from. There's Take Ivy in there, there's uh, Black Ivy and loads of other things but most notably something I thought was really cool um, and I was on the hunt for one for ages and I still haven't found one just because everywhere kind of seamlessly, seemingly sold out in them was um, Martin Freeman wore a really cool Dartmouth sweatshirt and he's actually wearing it on the cover for um, uh, sorry not Soul on the Corner Jazz on the Corner the first edition by Eddie Pillar and Martin Freeman on, on Acid Jazz, the compilation of jazz tracks. Um, but Martin Freeman actually went to that shop and got it, and the guy told me, I can't remember which brand it was now, it was, that the, the sweatshirt was by, but he was the only stockist of that sweatshirt in the UK, and Martin had been filming, I think, up north, and had visited the shop and bought it from there. And he bought both colours, navy and green, because he liked it so much. But um, one day... I will get hold of one. Um, I did see one, and hello if you are listening, on Heritage and Ivy, which is a really cool shop, um, on Depop and Instagram and Facebook, a really cool shop, and he's, he stocks kind of um, vintage Ivy League pieces in the UK, which would otherwise be quite hold to, hard to get hold of, and he, I saw he had one, but it wasn't my size. So please, if anyone out there wants to sell me a size 40 chest, Dartmouth sweatshirt as worn by Martin Freeman please say hello I would love to get it off you anyway enough shameless pleading back to me and Simon now and I think we're just about to wrap up with Simon but remember there'll still be a bit more left of the show so once Simon goes that's not all there will be more before I ended the interview with Simon I asked him the man that has so many clothes is there an item of Ivy League clothing that he does not yet own that he wishes he did. Funnily enough, there is. Oh um, wow, okay. As yet, I haven't bought a Madras jacket. Can you believe? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Deer sucker jackets. I've got tweed jackets. I've got cotton jackets. Yeah. Uh, Button-down shirts coming out of my ears. I've got Harrington jackets. But yeah, for me, um, I've got a pair of Madras shorts. But it would be um, 
and Madras Shaki. Did I tell you? I'll tell you the story of um, Mick Talbot because you were um, talking about him because you went to the book launch and you met yeah. him. Yeah? The Mick Talbot from the Style Council. So I went to the Jam exhibition in Soho, uh, not Soho, yeah, Soho House, uh, and um, he was there. And he was talking to somebody, and I, and I thought, I'm going to go over and talk to him. I really, you know. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. And he had the most amazing uh, Madras jacket on. And um, I, I stood there. You know when you stand there and someone's in conversation? And they're, <laughs> you're in their peripherals. You're waiting, you know. And it, and it was sort of uncomfortable how long I stood there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I waited for a little lull in the conversation, and I said, oh, Oh, hi, uh, Mick. I said, you know, um, and I just asked you a question. Where did you get your jacket from? He said, oh, it's Ralph Lauren. And I went, oh, brilliant. Thank you. You know, it sort of broke the ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we started um, started talking about, you know, Ivy League and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think you white socks story, haven't you? Well, that, that was insane. Yeah. So I, like you, I went up to him. I was pretty. I was pretty nervous. And I've interviewed him a couple of times, but over the phone. So I didn't know. He, I thought he won't know who I am. And I went up to him, I was like, ready with what to say in my head, I rehearsed it about 50 times. And he turned around and said, hi, Tom. And I wow. nearly fainted after you being you picked were. up off the floor. Yeah. But he'd read my White Socks article and oh, um, about some White Socks. And he said to me, he enjoyed it. However, I didn't mention Gene Kelly. And he was screaming at the <laughs> the, the magazine when he was reading it. And, I, and he said, that's what me and Paul were copying. And I said, I'm not as old as you and Paul. And then at that moment, I was very aware. I've just said Paul to Mick Tolbert. Like I'm no longer saying Paul Weller. I, yeah. I'm in that. I'm I'm in the crowd now. I'm friends with Paul Weller. I'm basically in his band. We're all yeah. mates. But, well, yeah. I mean, funny how they were they were influenced by you know someone. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You are now influenced by them. So it it, it you know it goes down down yeah. the line. But his knowledge of clothing. We were talking about Ivy as well, and he was making the conversation on it. And I thought like he, I was almost intimidated about how much he knows. And you're thinking, this is Mick Tolbert. What can yeah. I add? Yeah. That's <laughs> the yeah. thing. The trouble is when you do start talking about Ivy League, you know, it's obviously what we think it is, but, um, you know, yeah. other people think differently and other people are totally obsessed with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Simon, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Hope thank you. Enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed talking to you as always. Yeah. But yeah, um, absolute pleasure. We'll get you again for another one. There will be another one, I'm sure. Thank you so much to Simon Parr for coming on the show. Always a pleasure. Remember, you can go and give Simon a follow over on Instagram. On his personal account, Simon C. Parr6363, or over on the Heritage Brands Instagram account, heritage.brands.inc. But right now, it's Dorothy Ashby.
Essence of Sapphire by Dorothy Ashby. You are, of course, listening to a cut above right here on The Face Radio with me, Tom Hoy, for this Ivy Style special. Now, uh, some Ivy Style news from myself. I'll be taking part in a speakers event in June, which uh, you can get tickets for now. It's called Modernism and Evolution in Style. It's hosted by Graham Hanlon, who's also on the Face Radio. He does, of course, Searching for Soul, which I've been on before. It's a great show. Um, But I'll be on a panel of guests talking about the evolution of modernism, and I'll be talking about Ivy Style in particular. I'll be speaking alongside Andrew Lindsay of Mod Shoes, who is, of course, the sponsor of this show, uh, David Pottinger of Moving Up Blog, and there'll also be music from the 45s. Tickets are £10, and you can get them by going to tickets-scotland.com, uh, search modern- modernism and evolution in style, or an easier way is to go on Facebook or Instagram and search for Searching for Soul and click there. You'll see a poster, which is very nice indeed. And you'll be able to get all the details there. So why not go and check it out? Come and say hello. See you in Paisley in Scotland on June the 17th. I was just thinking about the question I asked Simon where I asked him, is there a kind of ivy style item of clothing that he doesn't own um, that he really would like in his wardrobe? And I was trying to think what I would pick. Um, and mine would be an essential item, I think. You see them a lot kind of in John Simon's posts and all that kind of thing. And it is a pair of para boots. Now, I have a pair of shoes that's very similar. And whenever I've posted them on Instagram, um, I've been asked a few times, are those para boots you're wearing? But the versions I've got are the American Shoe GH Bass. And they are the Rangers, Mock Rangers. Um, But the style I'd like are the version called uh, Michael or Mush. They're an amazing shoe known for their durability and comfort. Um, And I think when you buy them, you just know they're going to last years, that type of shoe. I went into Oi Polloi in Manchester uh, recently. It's one of them things I'm never going to try them on. Because if I try them on, that means I have to buy them. They're a French brand, as I said, and have been making shoes since 1908. So the heritage is there, everything's there. It's just the price, they're £385, and I'm not sure what that is in dollars for the American listeners, but it's a lot, isn't it? But yes, one day, one day I will own a pair of those. But for now, my Baswegian alternative will do. Um, You can also get a very good version of the, uh, or similar to the Paraboot, another uh, French brand called Clemen, which um, a little cheaper. Um but still look quite nice, which I don't own, which I've been tempted by before, which, if you're unfamiliar with them, I suggest you go and check those out as well.
is a record I love. That was, of course, the undeniable sound of Milt Jackson on the vibes with Bags Groove. You're listening to A Cut Above with me, Tom Hoy, right here on the Face Radio for this Ivy League special. Now, something I wanted to touch on was something that me and Simon briefly spoke about. What we both like is, particularly with the Ivy community online, on Instagram, um, there is a real community going on. And it's one of the friendliest communities I've I've been a part of, I think, um, in terms of clothing. Um, it seems a lot more open than others, and people are, from, in my part anyway, I don't know what I've seen. I'm sure it's uh, people can tell me different, but people seem quite open and to um, sometimes uh, take it their own way, which I very much admire. And there's a few people that... Um, I'd like to point you in the direction of if you're unfamiliar with them on Instagram um, because they're well worth a follow and that's what it's all about, learning from other people, which I really like. One I mentioned earlier, uh, Heritage and Ivy, they're a great online shop. Um, uh, just all vintage Ivy pieces. Um, they've got a Depop store, eBay store, um, and you can view all their things on Instagram. That's Heritage and Ivy and Lee runs that. Um really worth it another one is an instagram account i found recently that i followed uh, called raw and dapper and it's a chap that um lives in japan and his style is fantastic he, he kind of every day is a different post of how he would dress an outfit um and how he interprets ivy style really worth a follow that's raw and dapper Another one is, of course, something I keep mentioning about, but it's one of the best places on earth. It is John Simons. The Instagram for John Simons is beautiful. Um, The way it's been curated, the imagery that's been taken, the the photography, uh, fantastic. Give John Simons a follow if you don't already. Uh, The next one is uh, Jake's. Uh, Jake, the man behind the brand, is a uh, shirt maker. And he does made-to-order shirts that are fantastic. He's another that's done a kind of Miles Davis-inspired shirt amongst some amazing designs. Um, lots of different Indian madras, um, camp collar shirts, uh, cord, loads. Um, and I've actually DJed with him before, um, and he's a lovely guy. So that's just Jake's, um, at Jake's underscore L-D-N, and the man behind the brand is Jake Wiggum. Another page that I absolutely love is an illustrator based in Korea, in Seoul, and it is, of course, Aaron Chang. You may have seen his artwork before. He does um, a series called Ivy Boys, where it's lots of different kind of Ivy League-inspired outfits, a lot of barracudas, which, again, I love. Uh, he recently did a collaboration with uh, the British brand Percival and I beat myself up every day at the fact that I didn't buy anything from it because it is his illustrations are beautiful and Percival is a great brand. Uh, he's a good one to go and give a follow. Um, I never realised illustrations could inspire me so much on what I should be wearing. But um, yeah, he is very cool and he's got a brilliant style. I'd love to buy some of his artwork one day. Another one and one of my favourites is Jason Jules, a uh, creative agent, writer. Uh, he helped make the John Simons documentary, which again, that's something you should go and check out. Jason Jules, um, behind the Black Ivy book. He is a very cool guy. He's done lots of modelling for Drake's as well. Another fantastic brand. Uh, you can find his Instagram by searching for Garmsville or just simply search Jason Jules. 
Oh, I could go on and on and on. I'm thinking of more names now as I'm saying them, and it's I've opened a kind of can of worms. I could go on forever. Um, but honestly, if you want recommendations for Ivy League pages, go on over to my Instagram at TomTheMod and just have a look who I'm following because there's tons in there. There's so many. K-Standard Style, I should have mentioned him. So many. But honestly, um, I would never... I could fill the whole show just talking about them and uh, listing them off, the people I admire. But I do think it's really important that... Um, the Ivy Style community uh, stays friendly, stays strong, and just is encouraging because I don't know. We all interpret our own way, it our own way, and that's the only way it's ever gonna um, keep relevant and uh, keep timeless. Really, uh, you don't want to just be stuck in the past, I suppose. But yes, anyway, enough rabbiting from me. I think it's time we played another record. You're talking about your woman. I wish you could see mine. Talking about your woman, I wish you could see mine. Every time I start to love, she bring eyesight to the blind. I know her daddy got some money, I can tell by the way she walk. I know her daddy got some money, I can tell by the way she walk. Every time she start shaking, them dumb begin to talk. She was lying on the bed Man next door was dying Raised up his head and said Ain't she pretty Don't you know she fine One look at that woman Bring eyesight to the blind I declare she pretty And the whole state knows she fine I declare she pretty And the whole state knows she fine Every time she started loving She bring eyesight to the blind
three fantastic piano tracks back to back there. We had kicking off one of my favourite jazzers, Mose Allison with Eyesight to the Blind, followed by Ramsey Lewis with Old Devil Moon, and then just finishing there, we had Les McCann with his brilliant rendition of Sunny. Well, I'm afraid we have come to the end of another show for this month, but it has been an absolute pleasure doing an Ivy League style special. This is a topic, I'm pretty sure I say this each month, so apologies. I just make stuff I'm passionate about, but um, this is a topic I could go on about forever. Um, And it was a pleasure to have Simon Parr, my good friend, on to chat about it with me. Simon's a really cool guy. Remember to go and give him a follow on his two Instagram accounts. Very greedy. Um, at in, at um, Simon Cpar sixty three sixty three and his uh, business account at Heritage Brands dot Inc. Sorry, cool. Gotta get it right, haven't I? Um, remember, as well as my normal Instagram accounts, I set up that one as a bit of a mood board, as a bit of inspiration for myself, if anything. Um, and you can find that by searching for Easy on the Ivy. Remember. As well, I am on Instagram at TomTheMod, where there's lots of clothing reviews and all the rest of it, and music and all bits and bobs you can find. Uh, I am on Twitter uh, at TomTheModDJ, and there's my Facebook page you can find by searching for Tom Hoy. Wherever you are, though, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back again next month with another topic. Take care, all the best, and look sharp. Goodbye. Thank you.